You're listening to Boudoir Therapy, hosted by Darlene Wong. I fly over oceans in my sleep. Join me in my private boudoir where I raise the volume in the presence of coveted, feminine, and empowering business women I call the queens. I can't we just be? You are not living life if you are not living your inner art. I have Masha and Will, who are the owners of Wicked Mmm. They are fashion designers for lingerie, but I am going to let them have the floor explain to us who they are what their inner art is, and you'll find out exactly what they do. Inner art. <laughs> kind of an odd expression, but let's say we treat people as people and we see people as we're all human beings and we're not about humans are not their gender. And it's coming out right. I guess. It sounded really good. We want to give equal opportunity to people of whatever gender to express themselves in a way that suits them and that allows them to show who they are and to feel right in their own skin, even if nature didn't give them what they feel they should be. I I guess that that's like the definition of what our brand is doing, but like our our aesthetic is kind of like what we like and we bring i mean we bring a lot of our fetish tendencies out in what we do uh we 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 kind of like we wear our clothing for rope we wear our clothing to events i don't know where i'm going with that <laughs> well i i think i kind of get it you you wear your brand the, we are well, you are your brand it, it's, it's actually pretty... people who find us end up messaging us that what we're doing is exactly what they had been looking for for the longest time. <laughs> Go when ahead. I when I met you guys, you guys stood out for me from everyone else because it was something that I felt no one would have the guts to put themselves out there in public and do. And this is probably one of the reasons why it is whoever that was that approached you and said, it's exactly what I wanted. I just didn't know where to find it. And and we, we do have a hard time sometimes just building up that confidence to say, well, this is what I like to do and this is what I want to do. And I'm sure that if I do it, others are going to notice and they're going to talk and they're going to open up and say, hey, this is what I want too. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and it's, it's especially hard for what we're doing because of, like, the stigmatization that's associated to it. Yeah, uh, I'm really proud of you guys. <laughs> specifically feminizing men, there's still a lot of stigma attached to that. Like, masculinity is power, femininity is weakness, and we're saying, no. <laughs> no, femininity is power. <laughs> Sex is power. <laughs> we're, we're even surprised by a lot of people who end up wearing our stuff who 
surprised themselves that they don't lose their masculinity when wearing lace or wearing what we're doing. It actually like empowers them in those moments where they're like, holy crap, this this looks awesome and I feel awesome. Like how how have I not worn something like this before? Doesn't that make you feel so good? Yeah, yeah, You're yeah. like, okay. you know, we did this and we did this for you and the results are better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And surprisingly to them, not as emasculating as they thought it would be. Hmm. And that's, that's, I think, when you say feminizing, I'm like, mm, I don't know about that. Because there are people who want to have that aspect of it, but it's the person wearing it. And, and Mashal often customizes things for people in that aspect. Like, like all of her designs have been for specific people in mind. I feel like that's kind of almost a different topic like where I draw my inspiration which is mostly from individuals that I'm I set out to design for whether they approach me and they want something specific or you know I'm designing a fashion like a um, collection because we have a fashion show at some point and yeah. then I need to like bring out the person not impose something on them but more draw out who they are through the clothes and i know it's you know it's it's just fashion it's just clothes but we live in a very superficial world and people tend to define themselves with their style and and a lot of people do rely on their clothing to make them feel good you, you know it's not only about being superficial or putting emphasis on the aesthetics it, it is it's a whole way of living it's a it's a lifestyle but it's it's also an acceptance of who the person is like the the person you're making the lingerie for it's like your product empowers them because you've already confirmed that you accepted who they are and without even communicating you're just you're just using your your designed lingerie to do that yeah. That's pretty fascinating. And then those designs will speak to other people because we all tend to have similar, you know, emotions and wants. And I noticed that it was really special. When you said unisex, I was like, wait a second. So where? And then you showed me where, like, you have the extra pouch in the front. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, why didn't we think of this years ago? It's, it's just that simple. Uh, I tend to design with more this modern style in mind and what are women into these days? Why can't we provide similar stuff for guys or non-binary people? I've seen a lot of stuff that companies similar to ours do that are a little more like on the fetish side, a little more Lolita and more frills and more, I don't know, like to me, they're not clean designs and I'm really into clean lines and clean aesthetic <laughs> like the uh, the other version you're saying is more like costume wear like it's really just dramatic and exaggerated and everywhere oh i'm just gonna wear this to play and then i'm gonna take it off and right no no wear it all day wear it every day even the men who wear it there are some men who may want to just really feel more feminine maybe that day it, is that what it is or is it just for someone that is always like that's my case that's my case. Like I've been wearing our, our stuff just because like I was the initial muse for Masha. 
Yes. <laughs> and then I made a whole bunch of samples. Yeah. And I'm like, here, we'll model them. <laughs> <laughs> So, so this is what I wear every day because that's like what had been missing for me for a long time. And it's what's like, I, I think that was kind of like the spark between Masha of her acceptance of me as who I am and her seeing that in me that, that really grew our, our partnership. That's so nice. <laughs> Masha, you really empowered Will. And then now Will has reciprocated that, that emotion, uh, that transaction of uh, thank you for accepting me. And I'm so glad that you exist and that you've invented this. And I think that's probably what happens when you have new clients that notice what you do and how accepting you are. Because it, it, it is, it might have been very hard for them to do it on their own, but you guided them towards being okay with just being. I would say like a good chunk of them are actual repeat customers who found us and said like, we'll be ordering again, I think. So That's like, so cool. <laughs> I think maybe I might have said it, but your your power, like the way I say your super royal power, is bringing out the person in them using your designs. <laughs> or maybe you can rephrase it. I, I, I was thinking of it, you know, while I'm listening to you, but if there's another way you want to describe, because everybody is really good at doing something, and obviously you're doing something to to help a, a, a stigma between feminism and masculinity, and it's it's very hard to do that, but you're just doing it. Well, I think for the people who are struggling with those issues in particular, like their gender identity or sexuality, what we do with our brand is empowering and acceptance is a big thing. Like there's definitely no judgment from us. We're like, you're beautiful the way you are. Keep keep doing what you're doing. Femi guys, I don't know, I find them super hot personally. <laughs> <laughs> I swear I was looking at your Instagram and I noticed a few male and I'm like, wow, they can really wear that thong. But I have to say, even like the really masculine guys who are super comfortable with their masculinity and have like no desire to go the other way, when they put on lace, and by the way, not all of our designs are lace, but it's like the more femi thing, I guess. It doesn't take anything away and it's still so hot. Yeah. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> We've had those moments in like places where you know it's acceptable to change right away, <laughs> uh, where they they'll put it on and they're looking in the mirror because they were like kind of yeah we want to support you. This it's happened. Cool. Literally it, this literally happened. Yeah. Of us. Uh -huh. <laughs> and the person just puts them on and then the face just changed. And like, oh my god! Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> And, and the person was like posing and like, oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> it was it's like magical clothing. I don't know. What do you guys sprinkle on there? But it's that feeling, that feeling that you probably don't usually get to experience unless you're wearing your lingerie. Well, when you're like, you know, touched a certain way. Yes feel a certain way and when your clothes sit on your body in a certain way it elicits a kind of reaction 
Yeah, and I find um, we are lacking a lot of that, uh, um, like real connection to to feelings, um, and probably that like that pretty lace, super light, and it's transparent. And I don't know. I I, I kind of think it, it would it gives off also its own its own like happy feeling well that's it i think it's more because like the piece itself is pretty and sexy and so when you see like that portion of as pretty and sexy it brings out all other attributes that you think are sexy on you and and i think that's the perception that people get wrong is that like the item itself doesn't make you feminine it it brings out whatever items you think are characteristic of yourself. So someone who's very masculine is going to see the very masculine traits that are attractive to him. It's the same thing. Like, like I have a very like effeminate body, but I do have masculine traits, which which Masha points out all the time. And it doesn't like it doesn't detract <laughs> from those masculine traits. If anything, it actually points them out because I can't hide those. And and that like gives me a little bit of complex but at the same time like it's the pretty portions that people see that they're like oh okay yeah that's that's sexy and that's sexy you know it's nice that you pointed that out the part where you know it's it's not like you put on the lacy piece and it ends up accentuating more than making it feel less important exactly it's just magic guys <laughs> and a lot of love a lot of love thing with magic you have to believe oh yeah <laughs> well i reached to a point in my life where i said you know what if 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 it's good like i'm gonna believe it i've just just give me whatever like i'm gonna believe it because I, at one point in my life, I just stopped believing in a lot of things. But then you just, you don't enjoy life. You don't enjoy the little things. You don't enjoy, like, just breathing and feeling and smelling. Um, how would you, um, oh, you know what? Okay, this part, don't worry, we'll crop it off. But um, <laughs> as you can see, I'm very new to this. But I'm very excited. A bit earlier that... Uh, Will was kind of like the the catalyst to to rebranding or reorienting your lingerie to unisex lingerie. Was that and I'll have you'll have to answer individually, but was that an aha moment for you guys of like realization of, you know, I'm Will or I'm Masha, like I know who I am now. Well, before Will, I was not making lingerie. I was making other stuff. Yeah. And when we started dating, he specifically requested something. And originally I said, well, I don't know how to do that. Let's go shopping. <laughs> we went shopping and we saw some pretty, like, questionable things. <laughs> 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 the sex shops and stuff because where else do you buy lingerie for men mm. right? and then i saw some stuff that was like kind of okay i saw how it's constructed and i was like oh you know what i can totally do this and i can make it better let me try yes and so <laughs> i went 
I used to live near the like the fabric district in Montreal, so I just went shopping and I got a bunch of lace and made a few experiments and had him try them on and see how it fit and learned from that and like it just kept experimenting until I got to a point where like, okay, this works. And and then he started wearing he wore one set in a public performance. There was a lot of people, and I was sitting in the front, and I heard people sitting behind me like, check out his manties. (laughs) 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 And that sounded really quick, like, oh, this might be a thing. (laughs) And and during that actual performance, people, like, asked us, as I came off the performance, they're like, where did you get those? And then we had to have this whole conversation about... uh, well, you can't because you made them. <laughs> wow, that's so nice. Yeah. And like, then, it's not even planned. And yeah. so then he just kind of pushed me to do more. And I felt like, oh my God, I finally found a thing that I enjoy making that, you know, there's a client to tell for. And I like these people. And I like not just. Because it's not just about the things that I make, but really the impact that my work has on other people. And I could be making lingerie for women. And there's, you know, thousands of brands of lingerie for women. And while I do enjoy making some stuff for girls because I want to wear it myself, that's not what makes a difference. And that's not, that's not what's missing. Right? And, and for me, the whole community impact of what we're doing is what I try to kind of work towards is like, this is what was missing for me. Like until I met Masha. Right. My and, entire in the life. End, and in the end, like that's the, that's, it's the response that I get to my work that makes me feel like, okay, I'm doing something worthwhile. I'm not just sitting alone in my studio sewing for hours and hours. Like there's people who it makes a difference in their lives. Someone who sent me a message to say, I was having a day of dysphoria today and I got I got my order and I put it on and it made me feel so much better. <laughs> of course, Aww. it's not going to last forever. It's still, it's just clothes. But even for a moment, you can feel better. I think it's, I think it's even more than a moment. I'm telling you, when people like know that there's someone out there who understands them, it makes such a big difference. You don't have to be talking two different languages anymore. I'm very happy that, you know, gender is a conversation that we're having as a society a lot more openly now than we did even five years ago, let alone 10, 20 years ago. <laughs> and I'm very pleased to be kind of... Yeah, you should be really proud. We are. Yeah, we are. <laughs> <laughs> it's I hard swear. sometimes, but... It's, uh, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, now with Wicked being so much part of who I am, I can't really draw a line, like, where I end and my brand begins. (laughs) (laughs) That's so good. No, it's obvious that you, this is what I call living your inner art. It's living your passion, but there's a whole, like, story behind it. There's meaning. It's not just, I'm just going to sew, you know, lingerie the rest of my life no I'm going to do this for the change and it's obvious too that you 
only get pleasure if it's going to make a change. <laughs> Who's your support system? Each other. <laughs> well, for sure. For sure we have each other and that's our main yeah. support system. And we have a few friends who are very supportive help out when we need extra hands on board. That's nice. <laughs> or transportation. Yeah. Or that's true. Somebody to man a table for a couple of hours. <sighs> yeah, we've definitely like made calls to friends who have shown up for fashion shows and you know just Oh my god, the enthusiasm yeah, for my friends <laughs> to model modeling. I thought that would be the hardest part because I'm <laughs> super shy. Like being dressed in front of the camera and have that posted out there, it's like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> well, so many it's a good thing that... you have Will that loves to already do um, the catwalk because that's how you guys <laughs> understood that there could be a possibility that this is a thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, yes, it's great that he likes to model, but I, I did not expect such a enthusiastic response from our community to be like why do you want me to model oh my god i'm gonna like cancel all my plans so i can come and model your stuff <laughs> <laughs> but i guess that makes a really good team right because you you can't have both of you competing to do the same thing and if one is better at one thing then why not let that person do what they're best at doing it's gonna project so much better Sure, but I mean, we're not really in competition. Like, no. we're so completely. That's why. Yeah. So even if I want, like, if I wanted to model, I wouldn't be competing with Will. I would just be adding to the story. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and would you do it though? She she has. <gasps> oh, you have good she girl. Did, uh, I have. I just. I'm shy. I feel. <laughs> <laughs> but how did it go? We did a show for Fetish Weekend, and I was, like, the main character. <laughs> <laughs> well, it didn't help that I have a small voice, because we didn't have mics, and it was loud in the venue, so I, I think I was just heard as, beep, 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 beep. Oh <laughs> <laughs> but it was super fun. And the fact that so many people came to support us by participating in the show yeah. and a lot of people came out to support us by being in the audience and just knowing that I had so many friends in the audience for sure it was it was really funny we had fun and rewarding and empowering and yeah all the, of those there, there was moments where like people couldn't hear us and they got angry and like yelled at others like shut up <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, it it's really it. I I'm telling I I'm really happy that I have you guys on the show. Yes, I was like a little bit persistent, but that was just a little bit for Darlene. So like, but I'll be I'll be I'll be more tamed next time. Uh, but it it is really fun to have um to be able to listen to you and to hear what you have to say because you're doing something that is going to change uh, the community and it's going to spread. And although there are other businesses who already do what you're doing, it doesn't matter. Like you're doing it your way and, and it's working. 
you have fans, you have clients, you have people who participate with you during the shows. Like, it seems like you've got your, your, your army, you know, if someone falls, like someone's going to help you back up Yeah, and you're getting all this because you're doing what you feel is right to do to you. Yeah. And I think it's also important to mention that, you know, yes, there's other brands who are doing it. Not all of them are handmade stuff. There's still a lot of things being produced offshore, like in China. And besides fighting the gender fight, there's also, for me personally, I hate disposable fashion. I hate the fact that you can go to any store and get yourself a super cheap pair of whatever and wear it for a day and just throw it out. There's no... You can't justify that. Like, like you can't justify just throwing away. The environment. There's mm-hmm. no individual behind what you're wearing. It's just so soulless. It's nice to have things that are, you know, that have purpose, but also have, like, someone behind it that put thought and, and hard work into it. And, and that's something that oftentimes our customers end up pointing out is that you can you can feel the workmanship, the quality yeah. and the love that went into making And this. actually since we started this company we also kind of cut down on shopping um what I call garbage fashion and we'll go and support local designers and handmade things. And yes, it costs more, but it's worth it. Yeah. You get better quality and you're not, well, you're hopefully polluting less than, yeah. <laughs> but hopefully your clothing will last much longer. Yeah. And someone but, was, you know, paid a living wage if priced accordingly. So you're, you're, you're paying more, but it, it's, you're, you're not, paying into someone's pocket who's abusing of others so mm. you know that that's something to think about when you're you know shopping at like the dollar the, store yeah like eliminating <laughs> child. Like, i love the dollar store no. i can bring my kids there and they can choose any toy yeah. <laughs> although i have heard that dollarama is a very good to their employees so at least they're sad <laughs> <laughs> But you know, I, I agree with the part where you said um, that you prefer there's so much more value in purchasing something from someone happens to be local. I, too, have learned a lot about that. But I think I've always been like that. I love finding pieces that are unique because today unique is you can't even you can't really find something that stands out. They, someone's always copying someone. And by going to see a local artisan, I I know who who made it. It has much more value because now I've connected with that person. I talked with them. We've exchanged a few words, even if it's, hi, thank you, it's $30, you're welcome. But like there was a voice, there was a face attached to it. I find there's so much more value and we have so many incredible creative artisans here, artists and designers and anyone related to the like creative industry. Just right here in Montreal, there's no way like you can say I can't find that here. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's too multicultural and multi-diverse. Yeah, it's awesome that you ended up going to the Etsy fair and looking at what people are doing yep. with their own hands. <laughs> 
Yeah, and locals really doesn't have to mean like in your own city, but you know, shop, let's say within North America before you go and like have things shipped from across the ocean. Really, it's not about buying across the ocean, it's ensuring that I wouldn't mind necessarily buying from an artisan in another country who right. made their thing. Mm-hmm. It's the big manufacturing and the abuse of workers that is problematic. Yeah. And import artists over Patreon and stuff, just buying a piece of artwork because I know it's going to a particular individual. Was there a time when you were transitioning to Wicked Mmm felt that there was a lot of doubt or fear into this new venture? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Our first year, we decided to participate in the sex show, Salon de l'Amour. It's a show that happens every January at um, Bonaventure. Bonaventure, Place Bonaventure. So we were super enthusiastic and I was, you know, churning out those panties it's like oh my god we're gonna sell panties it's gonna be awesome they look so good there's like fifteen thousand people that pass through there and we're like a fire booth we set it up we buy a whole bunch of stuff to make our booth nice and it was like really when we put in a lot of money into like the the, the initial everything our booth was amazing (laughs) i bet (laughs) set it up but then there's a but. I hear it. And then we're <laughs> standing it. around, we're waiting for people to come, and they just pass us by, and I, they look at us funny, and fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> what they thought you were like? And some girls will come, and they're like, "Oh, that's okay." Um, and they just look at them, <laughs> bulge, and they're like, "Oh, it's not for women," and they walk away. <laughs> really? Okay. Okay. So uh- that was our very first kind of exposure to the big public and it was ugh, like so disheartening yeah. <laughs> aye, aye, aye. We three days and we did a lot of convincing of guys it's totally okay for you to wear this too and the only time that we made like any real sales was when a friend of ours showed up and he masked Killing doodly dude lumberjack type guy, and he walked around in underwear and other lumberjack type of guys. Looked at him and was like, "Holy shit, he can pull it off!" I guess he can pull it off too. <laughs> nice. Because <laughs> yeah. at, at first they were seeing me, and like, I, I was I was wearing the heels, and I, actually part of it was them getting thrown off. Because they're like, oh, who's, who's that who's... sexy girl? And then they're like, oh, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> you scared them, Will? Yeah, <laughs> is a little like has kind of an unattainable look. Tall and slender. It's what we see on the runway. It's not an everyday person type of body. And a lot of people see that and are like, well, that's not me. So and they don't identify. Yeah, partly the confusion. Uh, why was I attracted to a guy? Oh, I, I got okay. a lot of those. Uh, what was that? And of course, on top of it, people see lace and immediately they assume this is feminine wear. Yeah. Which it is. Oh. And it's not made for women. We definitely got a lot of resistance in our first year. And after that show, we were both like, ugh. Let's you were drained, eh? <laughs> Yeah. Do this anymore. Oh. We had the Etsy shop already up and running, and orders kept coming in. And we're like, hmm, well, hmm, maybe, maybe we should keep 
going a little bit. <laughs> I think people are also maybe much more comfortable um, ordering it online, right? Because no one sees them. We, we actually had one person who sent his wife to our booth to pick something out and he didn't want to like come himself. He was like, no, the, the, the one over, the next one. And oh she my God. this one, and he's like, <laughs> I'm walking away. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> you should, that, that should have been recorded. Drop one line. And I think people are also more comfortable, like when we participated in a specifically kinky fair where everything was actually about sex and not just, you know, repetitive. I don't know if you've ever been to the sex show, but it's it's for your like very average vanilla person who only does it one way. <laughs> <laughs> Once we were in a place where there were more open-minded people with like really good response. Yeah. So you found the right community. Yeah. Essentially. To cater to, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's more about finding the people who are already receptive to what we're doing. Mm. So in, in a in a vending fair kind of situation, you have to have those people who are accepting of what you're doing. Otherwise, like they don't feel comfortable purchasing it, even if they would want to. Like like the Etsy fair mm -hmm. was not that great for us because it's they might have their kid and then they're like oh well i can't i can't go there because i can't buy sexy underwear in front of my children also <laughs> <laughs> goes back to what we were talking about before because i was saying how it's for those guys who want to feel more feminine but actually we have a lot of straight guys a lot of like doodly dudes really i'm so happy to hear that to do with gender actually it's just they want to feel pretty Every, everybody wants to feel pretty and, and that's the stigma that we're trying to fight right society look like has associated pretty to femininity but like guys <clears throat> want to be beautiful too they just oftentimes are either repressed about it or don't even know and so then when you tell them that they look pretty, they're like, uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm glad that, um, that you, you've been able to find a way for everyone to feel pretty. And all you have to do is just keep working and, and convincing of that concept. But I, I think maybe the convincing part was... Like you said before, when you were at uh, your your first fair at the the sex the sex show, uh, you had someone else who who purchased, and he was a bigger man. And once he put it on, others seemed to, you know, maybe connect with his figure more, and were like, oh, okay, you know, this is doable. It's like once once you get a few different male wearing it. Did you find then that you had attracted a lot of male? Not at that show. <laughs> no, no, not at that show. But did, did that make you realize that, you know, all you have to do is just show it on different body types, different kinds? Well, from the get-go, when I knew I wanted to be involved in fashion, I knew I didn't want to have models who are, like, specifically like gorgeous unattainable kind of you know runway models that don't look like real people i always wanted to have my stuff 
modeled by real people. And so from our very first fashion show, we had essentially our friends modeling stuff because we have, you know, different types. Our friends are different types of looks, bodies, whatever. We had a very diverse body type. And we were trying to also go for different races, different like weight categories. And, and kind of include everyone so that the people attending the show would see someone who represents them. Yeah. They could say, oh, that kind of looks like me. Hmm, they look good. Mm-hmm. They also look good. Yeah. <laughs> we want this for, like, Wicked when we have a shop. We want to move this there. And- Ooh, cool. Sexy, you know. What do you deserve from life and how will you make it happen in 2019? Like, I have this whole insane, crazy vision about what I want Wicked to be. And that's what I hope I can bring to others who deserve it. Yay! I love it. You love to give. Yeah. You're, you're, that, you're that type, right? You just, you I enjoy am. when you give something to someone else and it makes them happy. Yeah. What about you, Masha? What do you deserve from life? No, I. The hard question, and like, supposed to be. (laughs) I just want to be loved. What are you doing? I just want to be loved. (laughs) I get a lot of like gratification from people who tell me that they love my work. I don't know. I feel like I deserve it. Well, that's perfect. Thank you. (laughs) <laughs> do you guys have any questions for me what was the question there was two though there was two questions it was <laughs> if you if you wore anything wicked darlene well i would like to hear you answer what do you deserve and how, how are you making it happen wow that's a good one just th- turning it right back on me uh-huh uh-huh well What I've realized is I have the freedom to create and think the way I want. And I deserve to to be holding on to my dreams for as long as I can, because I wasn't allowed that before. And now I feel like, you know what, that's the only thing I could possibly have control over. It's my dreams. And I want, I want, and I deserve to hold on to them. They're really good. Thank you. Self-actualization. So it was, the the question was, uh, do you wear wicked things in your personal life, Darlene? Do you see yourself treating yourself to our royal powers? I have just recently started to treat myself with wicked things. Like I just recently bought myself a, a bodysuit with straps and I had never done that before. Even when I didn't have like, when I had my sexy belly, like not a mommy belly, I didn't even think that I could wear something like that. And I put it on and I actually wore it under one of my um, work clothes. Uh, I, I meet clients just face to face and uh, I wore it under like, nobody knew except for me and i felt like oh i know i'm sexy and only i know it and i'm so happy about it and you can't see it and i still get to look sophisticated in front of you and you have no idea what i'm thinking in my head 
I tried that out and I loved it. And I hope that I can keep like boosting my, um, my, I guess my, my sensual confidence this way, because I've, I've realized with time too, that I'm the only one who can fully pleasure myself the way I want. Yep. Good. It's true. Yeah. yeah. And Masha makes bodysuits too. Ooh. You know what? Yeah. I'm happy to hear that you found something that like makes you feel good. It doesn't matter where it comes from. Just yeah. finding those things that make you feel good in your skin is important. I fly over oceans in my sleep. If you enjoy the voice of boudoir therapy, please leave your review on iTunes. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram. And every Tuesday is Social Tuesday. I'll be active on social media if you have any questions. And don't forget the full moon special. Listen in a little bit closer to my story. Want to personalize your boudoir therapy experience? Visit www.darlenewong.com under DW Boutique to purchase your copy of Boudoir Therapy, a self-deserving journal made by me just for you and never never stop living your inner art because you deserve it